You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio with Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenzi, Cam Stewart. What's going on, Cam? What's happening, Morenzi? Good night by you last night. Uh, kicking ass in the college card, baby. Swept the board. Yeah, it's too bad we, were, we weren't in Las Vegas cashing these uh, yeah. tickets. Paper money. Good call. I want paper money, uh, not this fictitious uh, digital currency. Uh, just number on a screen. I like that uh, Vegas style. Pay me. I was so anxious to get paid sometimes, I went to the window before the games were over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Borrowing money from Don Johnson just to get the bets in. Yeah, and uh, shout out to our, our boy Don uh, Johnson actually uh, following us on uh, Twitter now. We uh, gave the follow up back. We pick up the pieces. Post Las Vegas, Nevada. We got a stacked uh, show. Stacked as the hookers that we saw uh, in uh, Las Vegas. Ton of guests on the program today. Dave Malinsky will join us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Live from the Las Vegas uh, Country Club. Dave uh, Malinsky will join us literally and figuratively live from the Las Vegas Country Club. Nice compound he lives on. I like to play golf there actually sometimes. So, I always see it like on the other side of the wall behind the Westgate. Yeah, it looks nice. Real nice. <laughs> now, those Vegas courses, I'll tell you, man, they, some of them are real sweet. That's the golf course uh, from the movie Casino. Really? That's oh, right. Amazing. Dave Malinsky lives. Um, you know, right next door to uh, the house that they used in the movie, like literally and figuratively. Like, you know, when a helicopter lands on yep. a golf course and stuff, that's Dave's backyard. Amazing. That's what, when you're a successful capper, you have property. I just, you know, I just want to play on the, you know, the pristine oh, yeah. Nevada greens. Yeah. And I want the ball to fly in the altitude out Oh, there. yeah, that's another thing. You get a nice uh, 30 or 40 on your drive. Man, we always say we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We don't do anything. We didn't even make a hockey game while we were down there. Hockey but, game. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to. That, that never even came up. That's a bad. We're going to the Knights game now. We talked about going to Top Golf. Yeah, that's uh, too, we were, too expensive. The we tournament were, was happening. We were in no condition to be swinging golf clubs. That's a great point. <laughs> we tried to bowl. We tried to bowl. Uh, for old time's sake, uh, I don't know if you remember that. We uh, we put $20 in one of those, like, disco. Yeah, 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 I threw a couple balls. I don't even know what the hell. Where'd the money go? That's another thing. We didn't even get a game out of it. It didn't work. Yeah, it's slots for fun. Not a lot of fun. No, yeah. that place blows. Slots for fun. Ding, 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 ding. No, that's a good point. We put the money in the machine, but I don't remember the attendant getting out the money. Like, we were slipping in bills, but there was no refund there. Like, we just gave money away. You know, what you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like we didn't get anything back from these guys. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know. Is this uh, is this uh, is this music? Is it you? Is it like uh, is it us or is it them? Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Was it your computer? No, it wasn't my computer. All I got is uh, DraftKings up. There's nothing there. It's not me. I think I think it's uh, Florio. I'm assuming. I, I got. I, I have no idea well, what, what, what windows what? are up or. I didn't mind. Closed. I didn't mind the music. Actually, it was pretty dun, upbeat. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it sounds like good music dun, for golf dun. picks, but uh, <laughs> we'll have some of those later on for sure. There it is. So what's Ricky this? Fowler's not playing this week? No, Rick, Ricky Fowler hey, Ricky. is uh, withdrew. Go away, Ricky.
All right, remain calm, Renzi. <laughs> remain calm. Everything's cool. No need to freak out. Remain calm. All right, Dave Malinsky will be joining us. Uh, Dave Malinsky will be joining us at uh, about uh, four twenty uh, or so. So what? Florio says uh, what was it on the he air? He says it's not him. No. I, I don't know where this music's coming from. I, I sh- I'll shut down yeah, the DraftKings golf window. Like, uh, All right, Florio, what's the deal with this? You're telling me that that music was just in our headsets alone? It was just in your headsets. But, wow. you, were, but you were playing it. Uh, a fantasy sports network employee was. Oh, okay. So you're saying you don't want to throw that fantasy sports out? Because now, <laughs> now, like, listen, if the music's there, it's one thing. But now people hear me and Cam talking about music that's not there, and uh. then we look even worse. So I, I mean, I quite frankly, insist to know which employee this is. <laughs> you guys were in Vegas for a while, mate. I mean. Maybe you're just hearing right, something. Let's, it's not my boy Frank, is it? I like Frank. Don't is, tell me it's my boy it Frank. It is not is your boy Frank? Frank. All right, Frank, no. All right, Frank's off the list. What about Parsons? Is Parsons doing this deliberately just to mess with us? Corey is no. He, he left for the day. It is not He's not Corey. in the building. We Corey, had no, Corey's he, always got after, like lovely After we did that stage. golf show, he, 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 was, he, was, he was hightailing out of there. Nando DeFino? Correct. <laughs> oh, Nando. See, that was a process of elimination. <laughs> I've heard Nando's voice back there in the past before. I want to hear more about Don Johnson. All right. So at least, <laughs> at least play, play the music on the air so at least people can know. Because I don't mind the music. I think it's good golf music, actually. This is good. They don't so know how to play it the on music. the air. I right, this is, you guys are geniuses, man. <laughs> Well, I hope you're happy, Nando. You ruined the intro to the show, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's been worse things happening. All right. All right, let's get back on track. Just like Conflict Diamond will be back on track tonight. We're racing at one of the premier racetracks in North America this evening. <laughs> Sorry. What? We're basically what? going up a couple. What are you talking about? Yeah. You got Hollywood Park? Oh, yeah. You got Santa Anita, Gulfstream, and Western Fairgrounds. <laughs> Western Fair District. We're, yeah, give us the music. We're, yeah, we're basically on horse, of game. Our horse is basically going up against Mennonites tonight. We've got <laughs> WGC match play picks. We do. I got a, I got a, I got DFS talk. I got DFS hot and cold, and I got a, a six pack for you too, brother. We were nine and two with our picks last night. Yeah, sizzling. I think we should just keep this music playing throughout the entire show. Yeah, there it is. Just, just let it roll. It's like a party. Shot, 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 shot. We drank a lot I of like shots. It. Just keep. I like it. Dave Malinsky will join us from Las Vegas. Big man uh, from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Tony Sincata from, uh, I don't know, his neighbor's backyard. Or some bar in Jacksonville. He's lurking. <laughs> Creeping. You know, Tony, Tony, you know, I, I can't call Tony out because he's pretty forthcoming with all of his sins, to be honest yeah, with you. Good but point. I don't I, believe that he doesn't own binoculars. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. When we asked him what's, just, in the, what's in the nightside table, he said Patron and uh, what else? Did he, a couple uh, sheepskin condoms. But you're right. Binoculars. He's got he's a peeper. He's got he's got to be checking out windows. There's no way he doesn't. All right. So we've got uh, we've got um, NIT action this evening. Dave Malinsky will join us. We're talking college basketball with Dave. We're talking college basketball with big man on campus. Jeff Nadeau. Uh, Cam is going to uh, Cam's going to be talking a lot uh, today on the program. A lot of golf talk. A lot of golf. We're going to run down all the brackets. Everyone's about brackets uh, now. So this uh, this 
WGC play. It's a bracket-laden tournament. Used to be single elim- elimination, but they changed that, and I believe it was 2015. Because basically golfers got pissed. They were like, listen, man, I'm flying in from Ireland here. Yeah. And I come I come to this and I play one round. And What's, what's Kyrdash Affa Barnrat doing? He's, he's hacking a dart there. Yeah, you know, golfers he's, he's for their own track. Yeah, he's flying in from Thailand. Hey, sorry, Kyrdash, been a slice. See you later. Back to the, like, you know what I mean? He's going back yeah, to his so home the, base the in Thailand. The players were like, right, at least do a round robin in the yeah. first round. Yeah. And then elimination after the fight. Correct, correct. A lot of the big names in the past, though. Remember, we, we talked about Rory played poorly. He backed out. Jason Day, that's Jason the thing Day about that. Screwed he screwed us out of so much and I money. I hate to say it. I'm kind of liking him this week. I kind of do, too. He's my son he's, of a bitch. He, out of the chalk plays, guys like uh, 15 to 1 and under, he's my second choice behind John Rob. All right, so we've got some news, and I got a little bit worked up about this uh, because uh, NHL uh, commissioner and uh, resident midget uh, Gary Bettman uh, best movie ever is a uh, good cop, uh, bad cop, bon cop, uh, good cop. Goes both ways, uh, you know. But you know the movie about uh, when Gary Bettman gets uh, kidnapped and put in a trunk uh, by a disgruntled <laughs> Quebec Nordique fan. You never seen the movie no, Good I Cop, have, Bad Cop? No, I haven't. Come on, I haven't. Come on, I haven't. Good cop, bad cop. Bone cop, good cop. Whatever. Really? Bone cop, bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's in Quebec theaters, and you're expecting me to like go no, and just find like this the movie. Most successful Canadian movie ever. Really? Yes. And a Quebec Nordique fan kidnaps Gary Bettman. Yeah, his name is Gary Buttman. Gary Buttman. <laughs> no, I haven't said this. Oh, it's amazing. awesome. This sounds amazing. Like Bettman announces like they're moving the team to Denver to yeah. Colorado. It's like the Nordiques. It's fictitious Nordiques. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. And somebody calls in and goes, you're dead, Bettman. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, this is the final straw. And basically, he kidnaps Bettman. <laughs> and... Oh, this sounds great. Oh, yeah, no, Batman didn't like this movie at all. So I got worked up about Batman. So, um, so basically, Cam, we've been talking about it. Uh, the city of Seattle is going to get an NHL team. And I don't have a problem with this. No, it's, I, it's I, good. I think it'll be successful. They have money in Seattle. They're big sports fans. They've supported um, junior hockey, AAA hockey. Yeah, the, the Seattle, past, Seattle Thunderbirds are there. And think about this. He set up a West Coast rivalry. A lot of those fans had to go down to uh, San Jose because they're not just going to cheer for the Vancouver Canucks, right? Well, the new rivalry is the Vancouver yeah, Canucks. Exactly. Now they cheer for the Vancouver Canucks in Seattle. Hockey fans do. Yeah, yeah but I'm just saying. Same, same way as people in Vancouver cheer for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, well, they should have. The thing, the thing about it was when Seattle lost the d- damn Sonics. You know what I mean? That city could lost that was them. a travesty. That, that was a travesty. Now at least they get one of their franchises. You know, get a hockey franchise. I still think they should get a team in Quebec City, uh, like your boy Butman says. But well, uh, yeah, that upsets me. Th- that's, 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 that's what stupid. If you're putting me. Seattle in, you got to put Quebec City in. Well, Seattle's getting in, and it's pretty much a done deal. As the governor of the state of Washington, Jay Inslee, may have said too much uh, during a statement about a proposed high-speed rail between Seattle and uh, BC. Monorail. 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 There ain't no monorail and there never was. In brief remarks, Inslee referred to Seattle's new. Put East Haverbrook on the map. Monorail. Monorail. I love the monorail. That guy was a great salesman. But this this monorail sounds like a winner, actually. All right, so... So in his brief remarks, Jay Inslee uh, says, we cannot wait to get a high-speed high speed rail line to come up and have the greatest hockey rivalry in North America, which is the Seattle Totems. Oh, is that there again? The Totems. Versus the Vancouver Canucks. Except it hasn't been announced yet, and Totems wasn't even on the damn list. On no, the it wasn't. List. I thought there was something else. I didn't see that one coming. So he's pretty much uh, let it uh, slip that the name of the team will be the Totems. Wow. 
I thought they're going to be like the sockeye salmons or something like that. The but totems. totems. That actually makes a lot of sense. A lot of totems there. The Seattle totems were a professional hockey franchise in Seattle in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Hmm. Other names on the list. The Seattle Cougars. Too popular. Too Washington right. State. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's that going to do to Husky fan? Seattle Eagles. Boring. Seattle Emeralds. I like it. The Emerald City. City. I like the Emeralds. Come on. I like it. And that was the front runner with the sports. What are these guys doing? Emeralds. The Seattle Evergreens. What are you talking about? Timber. Seattle Firebirds. No, it's a car. Not bad. That's Tony Cicada's old car. The Firebird with dice. I'm not really sure what that is. The Seattle Kraken. Oh, Kraken. It's an octopus that kills people. It comes out of the water. The Kraken. The Kraken. Yeah. I like it. But it sounds more like an arena football league. It, uh, It actually sounds amateur night. You're right. Seattle Rainy. Well, it's Mount Rainier, but that's still not the name. Seattle Renegades. Boring. Seattle Sea Lions. Too, no. Lame. Seattle Seals. Not not bad. Pretty cool, but there was the California Golden Seals. Seals. Exactly. You don't spite their style. Seattle Sockeyes. It's a good a good salmon that you're eating a healthier night by night. Seattle Marazzi. Sockeyes. I kind of like the Seattle Sockeyes. It's growing on me. Let's go Sockeyes. Let's go, Sockeyes. Sockeyes is good. Sockeyes sounds like a uh, college team name. It does, but I like it. Seattle Whales. Bo- no, no, that's boring. Hartford Whalers. Sorry. Yeah. Don't, the, the, the name, I put gold, Seattle Emeralds, silver, Seattle Sockeyes, and third, I would <laughs> like, put... Uh, you really like the Sockeyes. I huh? really do. I think it's like... I, I, so I, I, I would still pick the Emeralds. You want a piece of a salmon on the jersey? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're a mean-looking salmon. Hey. We got the steelheads just down the road. Why not a big, juicy salmon? A big one. With a bear. With a no- It should come out like a, a salmon, like jumping yeah, through a bear. bear's claw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Emeralds is awesome, too. Seattle Emeralds is the best. I name. agree. The totems, I would rank probably about fourth or fifth. Horrible choice, Seattle. Horrible choice. It's awful. That's a bad name. Compared to the rest, come on. Seattle totems. It just yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have that... Out of all these, to me, the Seattle Emeralds. Yes, Emeralds are gold. Sockeyes are silver. I I can't even put any Yeah, you have some nice green and gold jerseys like the Seattle Supersonics used to. Oh, I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Good rate as the Supersonics, too. Sockeyes. Renegades. Kraken. That sucks. You're right. That's an arena arena football league. Firebirds is a car. I don't even know how the hell you knew that a Kraken with a K was a killer octopus. Yeah, it's it's because it's it's on like a big bottle of booze. It's called like Kraken and it's got a picture. Go put in Kraken and I'll tell you that it's an octopus that kills. (laughs) He's a sea monster. It's like the looks that kills strawberry. Type it in Kraken and I'll tell you what. Sounds like you know, sounds like Dockin. Heavy metal. Oh yeah, Dockin. Kraken. Don't miss Kraken at the Rock Pile You're Saturday, right. May 19th. They sound like a band that would play the Rock Pile. I'm alone again without you. Kraken with special guest L.A. Guns. I used to do those ads a bunch Did of you rock. really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were the voiceover uh, guy for the, for, for the party band. Everything I've done in my career, buddy, it really was one of my dreams. Like in goals. It was on FM radio stations, bro, hearing my voice come on. Don't miss Ronnie James Dio, the explosive metal master himself, the Amazing. elf, Saturday night, <laughs> the elf, oh, yeah. Saturday night, April 9th, the Montreal Forum. <laughs> like, that or strip uh, clubs. Uh, I had your name written all over it. I just do pizza. 
Flipper a finish. She'll show you some skin, gentlemen. Put your hands together for Vanessa. Give us some strip club style music on the way out here, Florio. See, tape been cracking, though. I just want to prove that I really think I know what I'm talking about. Kraken yeah. octopus. Uh, yeah, or just something like it's a killer water beast. That's basically what a kraken is, yeah. Hey, yeah there, see? Told you. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a kraken. It's actually looking pretty mean. Oh, big time. Eight arms, man. <laughs> Lethal. You got a thing for octopuses, don't actually, you? I really do. I, 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 yeah, when we remember in the in the uh, the NFL combine question, what fish would you be? I answered shark or piranha. Yeah, yeah. You answered octopus. I like octopus. I don't know what they are. They're just, they, they just walk around. So, like, they can do a lot of damage with all those tentacles. <laughs> there's a lot of things they can pick up. Lot, know the beautiful thing? When they when they scan the floor of the ocean, there's a lot of scraps. <laughs> a lot of food there, Marenzi. Crabs and the things are just hanging out. Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, you, like they're, they, they're basically, you know what they are? They're the Dyson garbage. Uh, they're, they're like the vacuums of the sea. You're essentially saying it's sort of like, uh, like Mr. Birds talking about uh, the third eye. Yes. Well, people said it was a deformity from the nuclear power plant. Yeah. And Mr. Burns said, I wouldn't mind having the a third, third eye. eye. Would you? Exactly. Great point. I wouldn't mind having eight arms. Yeah, I love when, you know, when all the old guys at the senior home are watching that commercial, too. They're like, Mr. Burns is right. The government should get off that fish's back. <laughs> Say what you will about me. I can take it. But leave uh, poor Plinky out of it. <laughs> I was watching The Simpsons yesterday and had the therapy pig for Homer. Remember, remember he was like a pet with the pig? And Mr. Burns' hounds like ate him and they sewed him back together. God, that episode of rocks. <laughs> the Simpsons is so good, man. Always a laugh. It's great that Homer outpigs a pig. Exactly. 100% true. I love Mojo the monkey. Pray for Mojo. Margie clearly marked his spot. Flipper a fin, gentlemen. She'll show you some skin. What is this, like from Rag Rag Talk days? I, 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 can't, I can't hear. I need my Whisper 2000. It's like a strip club from like the 1840s. Come on, man. I want that big booty Atlanta, you know, crank crunk. I want that crunk, man. I'm in love with a stripper. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I also found out that Kraken's not just a sea monster, it's a, it's a cryptocurrency as well. <laughs> well, 
like that. Ass, ass coin. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. How's ass coin doing? Not very good. What's the deal with all this crypto <laughs> stuff? Kraken, ass cracking, <laughs> ass coin, anal. No, it was no, anal no, coin. It was anal coin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, anal coin, anal coin, dude. Like, just it's come fine. up with a different name. Exactly. Like, somebody in the room should have said, listen, guys, yeah. like... It's spelled the same way as Unless this, this is, yeah. like, some sort of cryptocurrency for, like, online porn. Yeah. Like, I don't know where we're going exactly. with this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with I this. I don't know either. All right, Craig Martin tuning in says, Cam is right. The Sockeyes would rock. Seattle Sockeyes. Yeah, it's the Seattle, like, Emeralds and Sockeyes are the, definitely, like, out of that list is are the two best for the hockey team. I don't know how they can... Totems, meh. I'd rank that one like five. Like that's come uh, on. Our boy uh, Pushy Profits for Life Pushy. Uh, says uh, he's surprised that I'm dro- dropping a crunk reference. <laughs> well, I dropped the crunk yeah. reference because I know strip clubs are big in Atlanta, and that's the, yeah. that's the big thing down there. Yeah. Good point. T Pain. I was about to rattle off another. I lost it. <laughs> yeah. That T Pain. I know that dude. T Pain. T Pain has that song. I'm in love with a stripper. I believe that's T Pain. If I'm right on that, I'm pretty hip. Like, I'll consider myself not as hip as Malinsky. Is Dave Malinsky with us uh, for Dave Malinsky? I guess not. We'll get uh, Dave on here. We'll get him on on the line. I don't know. Florio's going to try to throw Nando under the bus for this one. Tough, tough games tonight, man. I don't know what. There's, I don't know what to do with these basketball games. Marantz, you were on fire last night, but it's a, a, a small, very small slate with the college game. The Louisville line's gone up, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the Marquette game? I just, it's it's very, very tough tonight. I, you, I, I, like, I like the board a lot better. Penn State might be actually uh, somewhere to look. Penn State have been a covering machine. They have been. I'll tell you that much. No, that's a good call. And I think They're 6-1 the, and one against the spread in their last seven games, but, you know, Marquette playing at home is kind of a tough spot. This mm-hmm. is a toss-up game. It's it's going to be a tough game. I I lean with Marquette because they're playing at home. I like the over. Marquette's just scoring a track meet. You have these new NIT rules that are more conducive to offense as well. What I was going to tell you was the total open up at 153 down to either 150 or 150 and a half, so a lot of movement in the on the side of the game. But I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I... I Penn State's been really hot. They've been good. They've been cashing tickets. As for Marquette, not a lot of defense in those games. You might be onto something. And now that the total's gone down, a lot of people taking the under. Maybe the over's the way to go at a buck fifty. All right, Juzilla checks in and says uh, Western Fairgrounds tonight. Uh, Conflict Diamond. Hey, Conflict Diamond. You see the other horses here. When you want to be building barns with the uh, the Amish, or do you want to be a winner? That's exactly <laughs> it. Like you got to beat down these Mennonite horses tonight, pal. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, no, honestly, Gabe, and this is the thing. Like, we had the blood in the lungs. We had the long injury with the hoof. Like, we're back. We're at, we're at Western Fairgrounds. This is the night I I really would love to be top two. Like, I I know like winning would be great. We'd win a little bit more money. We can take care of our debts. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. We've got to start rebuilding no, somewhere. That's the thing. Like, we've been paying out of pocket, like, for, for the fees and the barn fees and the, the shots, all this stuff. Man, horses aren't cheap. They eat a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's time. It's now or never, and tonight's going to be the night. I, I feel good about it. I feel good about it as well. We've got a, a driver change and a trainer change. Um, yep. Thanks to Cal Campbell uh, for taking care of our horse back to yep. health. Uh, but uh, Conflict Diamond has moved on to uh, Mark Winnicott's uh, barn uh, right now. And, uh, good, Winnicott's, good, good winning percentage. Yeah, talking, he's right? got a real good uh, track record uh, down here at uh, the Western Fairgrounds. 
Oh, it's a beautiful thing. You talked about it, Marenzi, right? So we're racing at Flamborough. Flamborough and Woodbine for standard breads in the area. That's like basically, that's the A-League tracks. They have a lot of guys that are there. This is their business. Like when you talk about the guys, we've been going up against McClure. Legends, like guys who are going into the Standard Red Racing Hall of Fame. Now at Western Fair, I think it's going to be more of an even playing field. And I think the advantage is I think Conflict's going to do good there. Get, get her back to health and start running. I feel good about our chances tonight. I do too. Well. I, I feel no, I'm, and I don't say that. I'm, I've been very like kind once of he sitting cracks, on the fence. once he cracks through, we're going to start racking up the checks. Yes, and it's going to be nice. He's just got to get that winning feeling yeah, back. Yeah, the nine, that beautiful race. He's got to get that Georgian. winning winning uh, feeling uh, back. So. Yeah, we'll see what's going on here with Dave Malinsky, and uh, I don't know. Maybe everybody was uh, was I don't know, is there a robbery going on right uh, now hey, at the I, studio? I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, buddy. I got, we got picks, picks, and more picks, though. I can tell you that lots of lots of good stuff on the radar today. I'm going to tell you this, but be careful, people. If you're betting, I learned a lesson a long time ago with this golf tournament when we were betting before. Like these guys that look good, be very very careful because if anything goes bad off the top. If a guy gets down, like, four, four down after five or six holes, bad things happen. It happened to Rory. Jason Day withdrew from the tournament before. It cost me 800 I think, Marenzi, you had 500 on it, too. So be very, very careful when you're loading up with big guns in the tournament. I'm only going to have, like, one or two guys, and the, the rest I'm going to go match to match. I'm not going to do as many futures as I usually do. Maybe, you know, one lock, like one guy from 15 and under from the chalk guys, three or four plays, and a super value play. That's where I'm going with this tournament. So we'll see what happens. I like uh, I like Patrick Reed a lot, Gabe, at 30 to 1. I'm going to tell you, this guy's been close. Another top 10 performance. Fantastic stuff. I think he's the type of guy in match play, too. Did you see, remember the story I told you about? So he's playing at Bay Hill. He hits a ball in the tree. He calls the judge over, you know, the marshal. Hey, what's going on? He had an unplayable, right? Guy's like, no, no, you don't have an unplayable. So this is what the guy says. He's like, are you kidding me? What, what, do I have to be Jordan Speed to get a to get a ruling around here? And you saw how Jordan Speed won the Open Championship. This guy basically hit it onto the the driving range, and he gets a free drop when he was when he beat Kucher in that tournament. It's different strokes for different folks in golf. I don't care what anybody says. A lot of the big name guys get the drop, get the help. This guy's not a popular guy because he kind of lips off. He dances to the beat of his own drum, which I like. He's not a part of the you know the wolf pack with all those guys like Justin Thomas and Speeth and all those little young guys. They all hang out in their little posse. Fowler, you know, it's the kid group. He's kind of married. An older guy kind of d- does his own thing, and uh, d- it doesn't work for him. He, he's he's got to fight for everything he's got. Rory McIlroy is favored to win this uh, this Dell match uh, play tournament. So it's a round robin out of the gate. We'll run through the pairings uh, throughout the program. Cam's going to have a lot of picks. Yep. DFS. Same with Sincata. We'll do that on the oh, DFS Sincata's hour, too. Got, he's got DFS picks for everything. <laughs> he's, got, he's got 13 lineups, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got screwed the other night with Tyreek Evans. I think uh, it was last night actually being out. I don't know. Yeah, it was actually. Stupid NBA. Yeah, they got to do something. You talk about it. If you're going to be ridiculous. betting on, on the league, yeah, one minute before tip-off or getting in, in injury news, you got to do better than that. But this golf tournament is is it's unique, and it's unique uh, from, a, uh, from a fantasy perspective as well. We'll talk about that, and we'll try to uh, – Sort it out because you're really, you know, you take a guy, you, you better hope he advances, essentially. Yeah. Oh, he's done. It, it, he's got to get through the round robin into the weekend for you to, you know, be able to rack up some points. But for betting purposes, Rory McIlroy is the favorite right now because Rory uh, suddenly remembered how to putt. Exactly. You said and I guess if Rory's putting, then, you know, so it's, it's people bad. are going to be pretty scared. It's bad news for everybody else at Augusta. So now, yeah, out. exactly. He suddenly. You know, don't, you know, how we, know how he worked on his putting? I didn't tell you this story, too. Who was our friend when we worked at, uh, at Hardcore? Who was our golf insider? 
Remember Brad Faxon when he used to come oh, in yeah, and we'd yeah. ask him? Apparently Rory McIlroy had a lesson with him. He's like, dude, you're too mechanical. You're doing this. And then all of a sudden, bam, he started hitting 20-footer, 25-footer. All of a sudden, he was back in business, buddy. All it took was a lesson from one of the best putters in the world. I believe he uh, he changed putters as well. Yeah, and yes, another good point. He went back to an old uh, single yeah. blade. Yeah, whatever feels good, right? It feels good in your hand. There's, just because technology's out there, you got to go – with the lady who you brought to the dance. Well, these players are creatures of habit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you see it, it often takes an adjustment uh, period uh, when they change balls, they change clubs. We've seen this uh, We've seen this in the past, uh, right? Uh, so Rory is a favorite at 7-1. to one. DJ is 8-1. Uh, to one. He could win, but uh, he won in 2000. Uh, what was it? Uh, actually, he's, the, uh, he's 2017 and day one in uh, 2016. So... That's, uh, I'll tell you, Gabe, I like the two guys at 14 or 15 to 1. Give me John Rahm and give me Jason Day. All right. Let's uh, do it. We've got uh, Dave yes. Malinsky uh, joining us straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave, I apologize uh, for the delay. We're going to have to keep you a couple of minutes longer right now because we're going to be going to a break uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but our apologies, Dave. How you doing, Dave? You know, it's kind of sad here, Gabe. I mean, all the flags are at half-mast right now since you left. The entire city is in a lull. There is a Marinci withdrawal syndrome now taking place. You know what, Dave? I could tell you at the Circus Circus, there's probably people crying. Like, Gabe was the entertainment for 40, 48 straight hours. And I'll tell you, when Michigan hit that winning shot, he was dancing around. It went viral on YouTube. I'll tell you, they're, they're going to miss us there because we had a great, great time. We really fired up that sports book. Oh, they're not crying. They're closed. Circus Circus is closed right now. It's a memorial. Um, you know, they've got this big red flag draped over the front door. Um, out of courtesy, um, they, they are closed. They can't match the energy you guys brought to the property. So I think they're just going to pack it in. It is true. People yeah. that were at the Circus Circus Sportsbook on Sunday uh, told me they said, "Demarenzi, it's just not, uh, it's just not the same without you here." And they said it's a lot quieter in the room. Yeah, it's a lot quieter. <laughs> Although it is Sunday, I think people are uh, pretty beaten down uh, by that uh, point in time. So yeah, our apologies, uh, Dave. We're glad that we were able to get you on here. We were just talking a little golf actually. We brought up uh, the the Country Club, the Las Vegas uh, Country Club. I've seen it so many times coming out of the um, coming out of the. The Westgate Sportsbook, you can sort of see over the wall when you're on the steps. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> you know, course. You briefly, briefly see it, uh, Dave, but I've actually never played there before. You know, it, it's not I – mean, it was once one of the most glamorous places around. The problem is over time, the course is a little bit too easy. I mean, this was once a PGA Tour course, but the problem is where's the end guys are out there shooting 63, 64 – you know, they, they just burned this thing up. So it's a pleasant place to play. It's not terribly challenging. So it's not regarded quite as highly. But I'll tell you what's interesting. You, you talked about, you know, people wearing down over an NCAA weekend. Here's what was fascinating for the books on Sunday is their crowds were really thinned out by Sunday night because the public betters had a terrible, terrible Sunday. Yep. So many favorites. Not only not covering, but losing outright. One of the biggest shops around going into the last game of the night, West Virginia Marshall, had no carryover parlays left at all. And usually when they get to the last game, you got five teamers, six teamers, four teamers, all these carryovers that are alive. Everything was already dead in their store. You know, that's, that's the thing, uh, Dave. 
the the books and you see you see the herd get thinned out as the weekend progresses. But look at all look at all the Arizona guys. Oh yeah, they, Arizona they tap, gets bounced. They, they, they don't want to hang out for the rest exactly. of the weekend in Las Vegas. They want to get out of there. Or people in Arizona that were thinking about coming up for the weekend and then were like, screw that, man. We're already out of this uh, tournament. And you're right, the betters leave. They check out. They don't want to go back to the book. They get beaten down. Each and every passing day of the tournament, Dave, becomes just a little bit easier to get a booth uh, at the book. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's nice is this week it's actually rather pleasant up here. One of the things you would have noticed last week is a lot of spring breakers out as well. Yeah, It's a very different crowd when we get to this second week. Not as many kids on spring break. And, of course, with Thursday and Friday being only evening games, it becomes a lot more subdued, but... Gosh, people just miss. They miss both of you, actually, as it turns out. Uh, Cam's building a bit of a reputation with the ladies here, I'm here. <laughs> he's quite the dancer. <laughs> he's, 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 he's quite uh, Cam, Cam the dancer. For, for a white guy, got light feet, right, Gabe? Yeah, for for yeah. offensive lineman, I'm, I'm light. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> drilled it. So uh, we crushed the college board uh, sure last did. night, uh, Dave, in the NIT action. So we got a couple of minutes before we'll take a break. Then we'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Dave. We'll talk... Uh, We'll talk Sweet 16. NIT this evening. You wrote about this in your column. You can read Dave's daily column, sportsbookreview.com. It's right there on the front page. And uh, you discussed this NIT matchup. Cam was just asking me about it. Penn State and Marquette. And you can legitimately make arguments for both teams. Penn State playing some great basketball down the stretch, 6-1 and one against the spread in the last seven basketball games. Uh, but, Dave, you talk about just how much better Marquette is when they're playing actually in their gym as opposed to uh, where the Bucks play at the Bradley Center. Yeah, Marquette's got some gym rats on their team, and we mean this in a positive way. Guys like Rousey, Marcus Howard, those guys are playing horse. They're playing one-on-one. They're having three-point shooting contests. They spend their lives. They probably spend more time in the McGuire Center than in the campus library um, while they've been there. The two games they played at home, they as a team, they shot over 45% on three-pointers, and 91% at the free throw line. This is what happens when you get to play in your practice gym. So I think the, the side is in the right place at two and a half, but I think it over here at 150, uh, this game's got a chance to be loose. And of course, when you're to that last game before Madison Square Garden, the coaches and players let it all out. So neither team's going down without a fight. You can get a lot of late scramble points. Great point, Dave. And think about the total in this game. This uh, It opened up at 153. I'm seeing 150 and a half or 150 in some offshores there. Three points. But Gabe and I are talking. There's probably not going to be a lot of defense in this basketball game. And I like the fact that people like the under. Maybe we'll lean with the over. And the confidence level of the kids on both teams is sort of mm-hmm. high right good now. Good call. Very good. Good not, call. You know, there's pressure, but not real pressure, sort of fun pressure. These teams sort of start to have fun in this spot. So, Dave, Mississippi State and uh, and the Ville, uh, live movement in this game. This one kind of scared me off here. I don't really want to lay the six. I lean with Louisville, uh, but I don't want to lay the six. I'm going to pull the trigger with the over 144 in this one. Yeah, Mississippi State, if you want to talk about literally stealing a basketball game, uh, they stole a game at Baylor where they were completely um, you know, outclassed. On... Baylor had nine more field goal attempts Six more free throw attempts. They won the board by 13. But three-point shooting, Mississippi State 13 for 22. Baylor only three for 12. State won that category by 30. Here's why that's so odd. They were number 329 in the nation at making three-point shots. So there's a team that can't shoot for one fluky day, went out and made all their shots. No surprise that Mississippi State crashes tonight. 
Could be yeah. the end of the line. Could, but we, Mississippi State's been good to us, too. It's kind of like our second home away from home other than Vegas, Gabe. And, uh, Dave, we're going to be taking a break yeah. in a couple of seconds uh, here. But nice call last night with Western Kentucky. Yes against uh, USC. Western Kentucky gets it done. They're going to have to take on Oklahoma State. And we got Utah and St. Mary's. Of course, St. Mary's playing with that big chip uh, on their shoulders. So we'll take a quick break uh, here. Dave Malinsky is going to be courteous uh, enough to hang out with us. We'll jump into the Sweet uh, 16 matchups that are in place. We'll take a look at uh, some of the numbers. we got a ton of matchup play picks uh, for you today, too. Uh, with the golf, uh, DFS, Tony Sincata's Tony Sincata is uh, going to be uh, kicking it uh, with us, stepping up in the 6 o'clock uh, hour. And uh, last night we crushed the NIT. There's uh, Last night we hit the San Francisco yep. Dons yeah. as well. The Dons were good to you. Everybody was good to you. We talked about uh, the Huskies getting it done too, right? Do they, they cover? Washington Huskies yeah. uh, get the cover, Dave, yeah. last night as well. Yeah, let's let's clarify one thing. It's not so much that Western Kentucky got the job done last night. It's that USC didn't. There were some kids who I think were much happier to end their season than to have to go out on the road. I think the USC kids are actually glad this basketball season is over. Well, Dave, we were told we were going to a break a couple of seconds ago, but uh, evidently we're not. So uh, let's let's jump in. Let's uh, let's jump in uh, here right now. And uh, talk some Sweet 16 basketball before we get your thoughts on on a pretty strange NBA slate uh, here tonight. But, uh, Dave, you're... the NBA rosters, Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> yeah. This year, he didn't have either. He doesn't have a center or a point guard, or at least they weren't sure. The guy who has emerged, and we wrote about him a lot today, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, they were uncertain about because he's 6'6", and he has a 6'10 wingspan. They thought, is he a little too big to play the point? Might he struggle against ball pressure? He has been dynamite down the stretch. But now here's your caution. His NBA stock is uh, rising quickly, uh, Dave. Yeah, here's quicker, the quicker, Quicker than Circus Circus MGM stock uh, since me and Cam, like, boosted <laughs> alcohol sales there. <laughs> yeah, in the first round, they're up against Davidson, which is number 297 in the nation at steals. Second round, Buffalo, number 214 in the nation at steals. Well, guess what? Kansas State is number four in the country in steals. This is where Gogus Alexander's got to prove himself all over again. So this is a tough challenge. It's not like Kentucky has passed their test and made it. No, they had a couple of matchups that allowed them to be who they are. Kansas State, I think, is going to get out, get real scrappy on defense. Kentucky may have some struggles at times to put an offense together here. 
Yeah, from the Malinsky database, I love that point you brought up. And these first two teams, just absolutely brutal defensively. K-State, they're rated 20th in total defensive efficiency, Dave. And Kentucky had nine games versus those teams in the top 25 in that category. Three and six straight up ATS, two And two and over against Bama and one and six against all the other teams. So they struggle against teams with the top 25 defensive efficiency. And K-State fits that bill. You can envision the issue. If you've got a 6-6 point guard, and he's got to go up against smaller, quicker guys, can he take care of the basketball properly? It wasn't an issue last weekend. It will be an issue on Thursday. Uh, Dave, uh, we talked about Michigan and Texas A&M's opening number, and uh, as you predicted, it has come down. It's down to two and a half. Do you think it continues to go down? Uh, The total has risen a little bit up to 136 uh, in this matchup Thursday night in Los Angeles. It might, uh, in that people who've watched Michigan can't be too impressed with what they've seen. And people who hadn't seen Texas A&M all year and saw them on Friday and Sunday, they had to walk away thinking, wow, this is a really good team. So I can see this coming down to two. Big question, and we're going to write about this in the Wednesday point blank. Can the Michigan offense rekindle it? Prior to, prior to Thursday, they had played 18. NCAA tournament games since 2010, never lower than one point per possession in those 18. First two games of this tournament, 0.92 and 0.98. The two worst tournament games. Hello, friends. If you want to win at fantasy sports, wouldn't you listen to people? Some of this, Bayline was saying, saying, you know, we were up against better defenses than we thought, but Michigan's offense has been very, very ragged. In fact, Gabe, they made you sweat Saturday night, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they did. They did, but I, <laughs> I expected mean, it. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a tough game against uh, Houston. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Dave Malinsky on the other side, and we'll talk about the rest of these Sweet Sixteen games. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. single contest uh, entries only great site for the recreational dfs player they've got all kinds of contests on a weekly basis as well www.fantasyfactor.com can continue our conversation with dave balinski straight from strip in las vegas nevada so dave what's the excitement uh like in the uh well now we've lost uh dave we're off to a great start uh, here 
You could ask me, buddy. The excitement level was great, man. What a trip. But we we got to go back. And I'll right, tell you. You can, Laura. Reestablish the connection with Dave. I'll go tell you something, though. I would love to go back. To, the Circus Circus, for the price, it was a very good value hotel, and they weren't chintzy with the liquor, which I really enjoyed. I miss it. And the, the tables were actually good to me for a while when I got hot, right? I, so, I miss I miss it. I miss it already. It's like a home. And the best thing was people. We stayed in the suites. We weren't around. Like, there's a bunch of kids running around the casino, bump into you when you're playing blackjack or you know, kind of peek in in the sports book. Our villa was kind of nice. It was it was a little bit of a walk, but very nice to be off uh, out of the hotel. A little bit of a stretch. It's a <laughs> good exercise. It's a little bit. It's of a, a It's good exercise. It's a good little walk. bit of a walk. But I, I uh, liked it. I thought it was nice. What I don't like is the resort fees. Yeah, the resort. Okay, that's the thing. Uh, we got Dave yeah, back right now. We apologize, are, uh, Dave. So out of control. Uh, I guess one of the computers uh, crashed uh, at headquarters. Not on us. Oh, no. <laughs> Our hands no, are up. No, 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 no. Don't shoot, Innocent. officer. Don't shoot. Innocent. But, uh, Dave, I'm going to tell you, man, you guys get Raiders in Las Vegas uh, and the hockey team, and you guys just keep passing a buck on to the tourists. It's starting to catch up, man. Like, you know, Circus Circus Hotel Rooms, $38. You know, resort fee, $36. <laughs> and other guys were telling me they were spending as high as $50 on resort fees. That's insane, man. The resort fee, you know. What resort fee, anyways? That's the resort what? fee is what you're paying to check into the damn hotel. Exactly. You know, like this resort fee uh, this stuff, Dave. It's going to catch up, and I think it's eventually going to start hurting tourism there. I really do. Yeah, I mean, if they just charge 75 bucks for the room, that would actually seem fair. When you think about what rooms cost in other places, <laughs> this resort sure. fee was their way to try to falsely market that these rooms are cheaper, you know, yeah, than they really are. It is going to catch up, and things like you know, paid parking and everything else that's going on. Uh, we don't have the customer service here, and, and I've been here through a couple of you know two generations now. They're charging yes. They're charging guests for parking now. That's insane. That should never happen. Yes, that's nuts. Yeah, the idea should be if you're coming to a casino to gamble, they should pay you to park. You know? yeah, no, okay, no, hey, yeah. you want to you want to come to Circus Circus and play? We'll give you you know we'll give you ten bucks to park. Please park here instead of going somewhere else. D- Dave, right. want to hear the cra- want to hear the craziest thing though? Listen to this one in Canadian casinos. You're getting pummeled at the tables. You pay for drinks. So not only yeah. are you losing, like you know, you're d- down a few hundred dollars in chips. You're paying seven to ten bucks Real for a drink. Real slick of the Canadian government to make it illegal yeah. to give you alcohol at the table, yeah. but you can buy it. Yeah, you can, yeah, we'll pay on top of it. Yeah, but no, no, by by law, we can't give it to you. What a joke! Of course. So, Dave, when we got cut off, I was asking you. I mean, obviously, the city of Las Vegas is not a um, it's not a wolfpack town. You know, they're rivals. But what's the excitement uh, like in the state of Nevada right now around this wolfpack team? You know, Vegas can come a little bit of a Wolfpack town. Since UNLV has not competed in such a long time, you're supposed to adopt the fact that, hey, this is an in-state school. Let's get behind them. Let's be proud. Keep in mind that, it, that if they do well, it also helps Vegas a little bit, too. It is the University of Nevada, you know, after all. I think there was a lot of surprise, though. Because the Mountain West has been so bad for so long, Nobody was sure that this team had an upside, but they play with a lot of heart and a lot of guts. I, I don't think any team anywhere in any bracket played harder the first rounds than Nevada did. Those kids showed a lot of guts. They've only got six players in the rotation. But because they knew it was going to be short coming into the season, their off-season workout program was so strenuous. These kids just don't get tired. I think they stick around to the Kentucky matchup 
of over the weekend, and then that that one's got a chance to be real interesting because they're more mature and physically a little tougher than Kentucky. So what you're saying is yeah. we're going to see the last of Sister Jean. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Sister Agnes, but it's yeah. Jean. Yeah, it's Sister Jean. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it was, this, this tournament was actually laid out okay for Loyola. That that's a veteran team that is really smart. Well, look at the two teams they played, Miami and Tennessee, in the first two rounds. Collectively, those teams, one senior in the starting lineup, two juniors, five sophomores, and two freshmen. So this was a veteran Loyola team that could just barely outsmart those opponents. Now they don't have that edge against Nevada. So I think this is where you're going to see that, yes, they play just terrific basketball, but the talent level isn't good enough. Well, Dave, the last uh, game we got on Thursday, Florida State and Gonzaga. I- I'm so used to over there watching Florida State gag down the stretch, and it was total opposite in the game versus Xavier. They're the team that couldn't get it done at the end of the game, and it was weird. And we finally saw the athleticism of the Florida State Seminoles players come to fruition at the end of that game, and they're getting six against Gonzaga. That's a, a team that's kind of a you know a two two player pony there. They're not uh, you know the depth of that team, not like Zags teams in the past. I kind of want to take Florida State, but they're they're very scary sometimes. Yeah, here's the problem with Florida State, is depth can be a good thing or a bad thing. Now, we talked about Nevada having no depth. Well, that means all your guys get to play together, so you develop a chemistry. Well, Florida State doesn't have a single player that goes more than 30 minutes per game. There's 10 guys in the rotation, but they never figured out who their best five are. So they'll have moments like the Xavier game, where they'll just, on pure effort, get out there and scrap and hustle. But I worry... Um, If this slows down into a half-court game and it becomes a grinder, Leonard Hamilton never figured out who the best five. I would rather have a couple of guys going 34 or 35 minutes than 10 guys all going less than 30 because the chemistry just doesn't build when you've got too many players. And this is this is a situation too where coaching could come into play. Great this call, is yeah. Hamilton versus Few, right? Yeah, Few's been there before. High total in that game too, one fifty three and a half. I know you're an over man, but uh, they could Gonzaga could really slow that game down. This is another one, uh, Los Angeles. I should know this actually. Yeah. So I guess this is Staples Center, Dave. Right, Los Angeles, not yeah, Anaheim, right? Staples. Correct. So Staples Center players shouldn't have a problem shooting here. No, Staples Center was designed for the Lakers to score 115 or 120. <laughs> <laughs> what they didn't realize is the Lakers were going to be giving up 125 and 130, but that, that's okay. Well, what doesn't matter how soft the rim is if Lonzo can't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> but but that but that but uh, that's besides uh, the point. This Clemson the Clemson Kansas game kind of flying under the radar, Dave. Nationally, not a lot of people are talking about this one. It's one of these two that if it's close late. Kansas has shot makers this year, and that's something we don't see a lot in this field. You know, what do we see over the weekend? A lot of bad shooting. That's why Michigan State's gone. That's why some of these favorites got beat. Kansas has the shot makers that Clemson doesn't have. So if it's close late, expect Kansas to be able to get it done and move on. Dave uh, Malinsky. All right, Dave, we got about 30 seconds uh, here. Great NBA game tonight, Blazers and Rockets. They're both scorching against the spread, but I got a team on a 13-game win streak getting five points, Dave. We've got about 20 seconds taking the Blazers. What do you think? I think of the why not this today. Guess what? The Rockets aren't in a race for the number one seed anymore. They're allowed to back off the pedal. Go Blazers. Thanks, Dave. Right, Get guys. smarter. Read Dave's column, sportsbookreview.com. 
You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Not quite locking in any lineups uh, yet. Tony Sincata will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. We're getting closer, Gabe. I got I got some golf and I got some uh, hockey and we got some basketball. Yeah, we need uh, steam shrimps to make it official with yeah. the lock. Big man on campus uh, will be uh, joining us uh, right now. And uh, we yeah. do we do have uh, Jeff yeah. Nadu stepping up and in. You can follow uh, Big Man. He's punching Big Man on campus on Twitter or um, at Jeff Nadu. Steps up and in from South Philadelphia. What's going on, Big Man? Hey, what's up, pal? How you guys doing? Hey, please follow me on Twitter. I'm two th- I'm two followers away, Gabe, from ten thousand. Follow me, please. Nice. Now, at, we'll get you there. At Jeff Nadu. So we'll see if yes. two people we'll if two people step <laughs> up and in. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone everyone listening might already be following uh, you though for all we know. Good good point. Good point. But but no, no, there's always people out there that we're unaware of that are regulars of the show. And uh, shout out to all of you uh, out there. So uh big man, we just talked a little college ball uh, with Dave uh, Malinsky, but uh um, let's let's continue the conversation uh, right now. Let's start off with the NIT uh, tonight. Uh, we we swept the board last night in the NIT. NIT is always tough. It's 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 a pick your poison, yep. right? You know, some it's a tough it's a tough tournament to bet on. But if you can get on a roll, it's a lot of fun to bet on it. But the fact is, you sort of have an advantage because teams are playing at home. Penn State and Marquette tonight. Penn State's playing really well. Like Penn State have been a covering machine down the stretch. Marquette are just, you know, Marquette score a ton of points. And uh, they're having fun right now in this tournament. Should be a fun game tonight. Uh, the total seems a little low here at 150 and a half. I think, I think there'll be points, especially now, big man. We've got that new, um, you know, you get an extra 10 seconds. Clock only resets to 20 seconds uh, right now on an offensive rebound. I like that rule. I like to see that instig- instigated next year in college basketball. But I like Marquette any over tonight. That's where I'm going. Yeah, that's a pretty good point you make about the uh, new rules. And, you know, I think it's important to mention also, you know, we obviously know Marquette's very up-tempo, love the run pace. But without Mike Watkins in the lineup for Penn State, I think this is the game where it could bother them a little bit. Marquette obviously very much about dribble penetration, getting into the lane. Watkins kind of walled that off for the most part. But the concern I have for Marquette here, Gabe, is – Penn State's guards are, are are good. They're big. They're long. Uh, they they can definitely handle those uh, two guards for for Marquette. But it's a tough, tough, tough game to me. I I gotta admit, Gabe, I don't have much in the way of the card tonight. Frankly, it, it's a tough one. I think the value's going with Louisville as well. Um, I think they're a little bit more motivated. But this first game's tough. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Louisville looked better if they open up at four and a half and five, and now up to six in the game, uh, big man. But uh, hey, they've been playing good basketball right now, and uh, you know, I, I just, I just don't like the movements in both of these games when uh, you know teams are opening up at one and a half, and the lines are already jumping one and one and a half points. It kind of scares me off. 
Yeah, and I mean, Marquette in the first game obviously is, is a much better offensive team, but Penn State's obviously much better defensively. What they did, you know, kind of against uh, against Notre Dame was pretty impressive. I mean, we kind of thought maybe Notre Dame was going to run here in this competition, but I think all four of these teams are pretty motivated just with – Penn State, I, I don't know. I, I could see in a situation where defense plays a role. And obviously, if you like Penn State, I think you take under. If you like Marquette, you got to hope this game goes over, which is kind of where I'm going. I'm starting to lean with Mississippi State a little mm. bit. But the thing is, if you look at Louisville, guys, Louisville have been at home, all right? So they lost yeah. uh, in, the, in the ACC Conference Tournament. They go home. They play Northern Kentucky. Uh, they play Middle Tennessee State. Um you know, that's, that's two games in a row at home. Meanwhile, Mississippi State, you know, they, they hosted Nebraska. Nice win. Impressive. Covered the number, minus four and a half. And then an upset victory is five and a half point road dogs at Baylor. It's tough to go on the road continuously when your kids, uh, big man. They're not NBA teams, right? They're not used to, you know, they travel, but when they, a lot of the times are on buses. It's not that far in conference. It's a little different when they're sort of going around the country on a plane and stuff. It can catch up to them a little bit. But now that it's up to six, I mean, Mississippi State can play with these guys. I think this game does come down to the wire, man. Yeah, and you also, you know, keep in mind with Mississippi State, they weren't a good road team to begin with all season. They really struggled away from Starkville. They were kind of that team you wanted to back at home like most SEC teams. And, you know, we're seeing now the only two teams that are left in the tournament had pretty good road records in that conference. But, yeah, I, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of agreeing with you in a way. I, I like Louisville at, let's say, four and a half is a better number because I do look at their season and I am quite impressed with what they've been able to do. I mean, you obviously lose Patino and you, everything that happened and this team is still found a way and they say to themselves, look, let's go in the NIT. This is a good tournament this year and let's go to New York. Uh, but when it gets up to six, I'm just not sure that the, the DCs are six points different. You know what happens with the NIT in Louisville? Actually, the kids voted against playing in the NIT. So right. they initially <laughs> voted against it, and the school said, too late. We yeah, didn't know you didn't want to play. <laughs> now, and we already, yeah, we already accepted. Now they're making it work. And the players accepted <laughs> it. But a lot of these kids are disappointed. Oh, man, we're going to the NIT. Like you said, big man, you know, the NIT used to be bigger than the NCAA tournament. It used to be so respected, you know, to play in the NIT. Yeah. But obviously it, it's not the same now. But without being stated – it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, yeah, we're not, you know, it kind of sucks we're in the NIT, but once you win a couple of games, you want to win the NIT. That's the thing. Because you've yeah. gone far enough, and <laughs> then they're dangling that carrot. Well, you're going to be you're on right. Madison Square Garden. You're going to be in MSG on national TV. There's only yeah. going to be a few teams left playing. You're going to be one of them. You hang a banner for an yeah. NIT. It's a big deal to win the NIT, and it can catapult the program. You know, Beeline's won an NIT championship before with Michigan. It helped build the program. It's not, uh, you know, winning an NIT is a hell of a lot more impressive than winning a stupid conference tournament is. They you know, these dumb conference tournaments. So I think all these kids are sort of in it to win it. The same Mary's kids were saying, if we don't win the NIT, then the NCAA committee was right. So, like, they, they're yeah. putting a lot of pressure on themselves. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I think Utah probably beats them, to be honest. But uh, that's besides the point. Let's jump into, <laughs> let's just jump into uh, the Sweet 16. Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. Improbable big man that one of these two teams will be in the Elite Eight. Uh, but it's a guarantee because they're playing each other right now. 
Yeah, if you would have told me this was the uh, one of the Sweet 16 matchups, I would have told you you're, to stop smoking K2 or something or whatever you're smoking. But yeah, this is uh, <laughs> never. This is pretty unbelievable, really. Uh, I, I I look at though, and I've said this, and I'm going to say it to you guys right now, and I I think you'll understand where I'm going. Does Loyola Chicago not look exactly like Butler did when they went to the national title game? They're the same team. They play exactly the same way, same coach to profile, same same everything. They have that star like they did with Hayward. I'm not sure if Custer's as good as he was, but, again, similar situation. The difference is they're a Catholic school with a nun as their mascot. Uh, and yeah, I Sister you, I'm not looking to bet against that. Yeah. Sister Jean. Sister Jean. And, and I want to point out, guys, also, and I want to make this clear with the actual game itself, you look at Nevada, okay, I mean – Look, I know they won the last two games, and, and the, the last one was obviously improbable, but Cincinnati blew that game. I mean, they blew it. They they shit on their leg, basically, and I don't know if I could say that, so you might have to blank me out. But No, you can. I, I think with, with defensively, this team has struggled Nevada lately. You look at the last five or six games back into the Mount West tournament, they've really struggled to get stops. Leola's def- uh, efficient defensively and offensively, and they got Samoja right now. I think Leola's going to win this basketball game. I think they're going to give Kentucky a run as well. They might just go to the final. Well, speaking of uh, Kentucky and K State, I'll tell you, Kentucky, yeah, they're they're looking fantastic, big man. They're scoring again. They're like they're absolutely lighting it up. But here's the thing: we talk about K State, the defensive efficiency that they have, and compared to the other team that they play, these guys are a top twenty team right now. Interesting stuff. The line opens up at five now. Kentucky's five and a half. I, I look for reasons to take dogs all the time. I really want to take K State, but Kentucky, the way they're rolling, it scares me. But uh, you know what? K State can play some defense. They can, and, you know, they're, they're playing really well right now, and they're playing well without uh, Cam, their best player, Dean Wade, who sat out. Uh, they really had to muddy up the waters to beat UMBC, who turned out to be quite a, a pesky side. But I think Dean Wade will be back in there. He gives them, obviously, a big uh, jump in the air as far as this, uh, what they're going to get in this game. This guy scores 17 points a game and grabs seven rebounds. So that's a that's a huge thing there. But – you got to wonder when will Kentucky play poorly? I mean, they played well for so long now, but will the old middle of the season blues come back at some point for a young team? Uh, Kyle Parry's made it clear. He likes his team. They've really kind of found it all of a sudden, but I think you're right. Kansas state, I think will give them a bit of a game here, especially with weight back. Uh, you know, we were talking about sister yeah. Jean and I heard this story. We were in Vegas mm-hmm. And I kept seeing her on TV. I didn't know who she was. I thought she was like the coach's mother or something. I had no idea. The sound's down in casinos, right? So I don't know. They never had the sound up on the Loyola Chicago kids. They didn't. They were never on the big screen. So I never knew who she was. But I heard about... I heard about the controversy. So it was WKGN AM radio host Cody McClure in Knoxville, Tennessee uh, tweeted after the game, F Sister Jean... Uh, sincerely, everyone. Not, not, not good. And uh, he's not backing down. He goes, I don't regret the joke. No, I don't, because I was just joking. For me, I'm wondering why when we as a society are going to learn how to take a joke again. I don't know, man. Telling a 90-year-old, lady 98-year-old nun yeah. to go F herself, that's not really a joke. No, it's not. That's exactly <laughs> like, where I was going. Hey, yeah, dude, like, yeah, it's like, not a joke. Yeah, so like, settle down. <laughs> yeah, how about, like, instead of a society that, you know, if you tell a joke, it's actually a funny joke. I mean, you yeah, know? My, my, when I always, when I was younger, my I used to you know play jokes on my brother and sister, and I thought they were funny at the time. But then my dad would come over and he'd say to me, after smacking me across the face, he'd say, 
a joke is supposed to be funny. That wasn't funny. And I always, I always kind of remember that. And I can't admit it and say I haven't said maybe one or two things that I shouldn't have. But I think we all are ethically kind of have these morals where you just don't say stuff like that. You might get sick of it. You might get tired of hearing about it. But um, when, she's when a ninety-eight-year-old nut. Yeah. Right. When you cross the 80-year-old mark, you kind of get the respect and say, you know what, while this lady may be irritating or kind of annoying, um, she's still 80. And she's, she, I mean, you imagine what she's seen since 1920, guys. I mean, really? I think she almost deserves it. Um, has she been overplayed? Sure. But um, part of uh, part of uh, media now. You can't he's not, he's, isn't she 90? It's not, not, not 80. 90? 90. 98. 98, yeah. Like, like she's almost at the century mark. A joke is stealing your buddy's shoe, moving his car, you know, hiding something. You know no, I mean? A joke is like what me and Cam did to our buddies uh, who have uh, turbans. Uh, they're Sikhs, though. They're, they're not Muslims, but they're Sikhs. And poor guys, it was right after 9-11. Oh, yeah, this is the best. They, they, were, playing, uh, they were playing blackjack at the casino in Vegas at the Bellagio. And we were there with a cop buddy who had his badge. And we said, hey, listen, go up to them and tell them, like, you're with Homeland Security. And that uh, you need to come with them right now. And we actually did it. We sent him up in the Bellagio, tapped him on the shoulder, flapped a badge, and said, you need to come with us, Homeland Security. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a great joke. That's a joke. <laughs> that's legend. While we stood and watched and laughed. Oh, it was amazing. And you oh, yeah. yeah. And everyone in the casino after, they, they were like, you it. guys are like real like jerks to <laughs> do that. Like, when, <laughs> guys, the joke is when you. You don't think that's a joke what we did? I know. It was funny. It's pretty funny. Well, it, and it, it, I guess in, nowadays it would probably have been taken out of context a little worse and people would be up in arms about it. But No, our buddies thought it was funny. Yeah, so they, they laughed too. One of them was rattled, but yeah. And as long as they're playing a. You know, they're playing along with you, and you can your friends. You can joke about stuff like that. It's similar when like some random guy comes on my Twitter and goes, "You fat piece of whatever," and it's like, "Well, who the hell are you?" I mean, it, it gave <laughs> me, I, I probably laugh about it, but it's like you don't joke around with people you don't know, especially where yeah, I'm I know, from. I know. You don't you don't joke about stuff like that. Jokes are when you take a girl out to dinner and she goes to the bathroom and you pull the salt uh, thing off the uh, the thing and when she pours it, it all comes out. That's a joke. A joke is like when not a 90-year-old woman. You know, no, somebody did that to Cam. Yeah, you, somebody did that. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got a nice like veal parm on the table and some guy pulls that salt trick, he gets punched in the face. Like I'll knock him out. That's that's not funny. I'd rather you steal no, stuff from me than, than, than mess with my dinner. Sure. I agree. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, Florida State and Gonzaga. Ooh, interesting game. I don't know, man. I took, total. I took Florida State against uh, against Xavier. Xavier, yep. And was regretting it and yelling at the TV the whole time. Yeah, until the end. I'm like, man, am I ever stupid. <laughs> ah, I told everyone Xavier's overrated. They shouldn't be a one seed. And how can I take Florida State? They were hanging around all night, and then, boom, they went on that late run. And like you talked about earlier in the weekend, you never would have thought that Trayvon Blewett would blow it uh, late and get sloppy late in the game. I just don't know, uh, big man. It's almost like robbing a bank. And a lot of people who rob banks are stupid enough to go back and rob the same bank again. It's like one of the things that criminals do. Um, you know, I almost feel like I'm doing that if I bet on Florida State again. But I don't want to take Gonzaga. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I have trouble with this one too because you know, Gabe, I'm a big Gonzaga guy, like Mark Fuaton, and yeah, I think what you have that's to really the thing. Do big coaching help. advantage with few over big Hamilton too. Advantage. Right, and if you guys notice, when you watched the Xavier game, Xavier was dominating them the whole game. I mean, they were up 10, 12 points the whole game. And what, if you look at what they did to make that happen is they did not let Florida State get out in transition. You see, right when Matura went out, Florida State started turning up the heat, going fast. Florida State can go 11 deep. I mean, they're that good uh, as far as depth. Gonzaga is smarter, though. I think... Chris Mack is a moron. Uh, he is always will and always will be. Um, I, I just him and Mick Cronin just make me sick. I can't stand them. Uh, Mark Few will be better prepared for this game. He's one of the great game preparers in the country. And what's great about this guy is, is he's got a couple days to prepare. This is not right away. He's got to one day later do it. Not to mention yeah. game being played in Los Angeles, California, Florida. Have to go all the way out hey, to the West Coast. Very good point. Different yes. time zone. Yes. Uh, Gonzaga more comfortable with it. Totally right. No, I I agree. Uh, we're on 100%. a break. We're on a break. There you go. Yeah, it's been a little uh, all over the place. I think we're on a break. <laughs> we better be on a break right now. I heard the music. I think we. <laughs> <laughs> we get a concert there, Merchant there. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. What's your beef with Ellen Cam? You're bitching yeah, about Ellen yeah, yeah, yeah. Break He's there. making millions of dollars. You, you got, saw you, Ellen on yeah. TV. You started the, getting mad. You got the Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, you got the championship figure skaters on. Yeah, I don't you didn't I, know. She's I, pretty quiet about it. I don't care if she's a lesbian. You like it, do you know? No, I don't you care. Like girls, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know no, because yeah. no, yeah, just she doesn't you. talk about it very often. No, not very oh. often, but you, you bring on people that obviously aren't dating. You're asking them questions about them dating. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, she's she's the most overrated, overpaid person in the world. Come on now. I thought you like her because she danced. Yeah, I did. No, I, I I don't like her dance either. I can't picture a big man on campus watching the Ellen DeGeneres show. No, uh, exactly. He's captain. I, I have actually. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> she, she, like everyone, can be irritating. I actually watch Dr. Phil quite frequently as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't hate her like he does, but I, I can't see where he would say she's annoying. I'll tell you one thing I want to get to, guys, real quick, is I just retweeted it, and I urge both of you to check it out. Nature is scary. It's like a, a Twitter page you can follow. There's a video of a group of bees killing a hornet that killed one of their fellow bees. It's fairly interesting. I urge you to check it out. <laughs> Don't mess it's with like bees. It's like a nature thing. No, yeah, no, bee, they like bees are. 
they're scarce now too. The thing is, the world bee population is actually dying off, and now they're they're angrier. They want to protect, yeah. and I'll tell you, the price of honey is going to be like gasoline soon, man. It's expensive. Yeah. You know that uh, bees yeah. are the only insect that produce food. Really. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, very useful. Very useful. All right. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor within their family. But that's how you can help. Go to dkms.org slash FNTSY today and sign up online to register as a donor. DKMS will send you a swab kit, which legitimately takes one minute to do. You swab each of your cheeks, send it back to them, and you're done. DKMS will then try to match you up with a person in need of a donation. The process is easy, and best of all, you can save somebody's life, not metaphorically, but quite literally. Check out dkms.org slash FNTSY to see how you can help, or you can donate $45. Exactly. Now, you said the that, swab, that helps. That the swab helps was too. easy. You did, you did it for your ancestry DNA, and everything everything came up chill. That's right. I learned uh, that uh, I'm uh, 5% uh, in, in Zai uh, Jewish. But by the way, zero point nine percent Nigerian. How did you? Uh, how does that? Does that cost something to do? Like how do you do? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mom lot. gave it to him as a gift. It's yeah, not, my I don't mother think it's, was yeah. like a Christmas thing she got for. What everyone. a gift, though. That's pretty wild. I think it's that about. Is, I think it's about sixty bucks. Fifty huh. to sixty bucks. Are you in the national know? DNA base now, though? That's the thing. Once you do that, like, mm-hmm. who, who, who mm-hmm. carries it? Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, that's that a good. The, that's definitely shared with the feds for sure. I'm, I'm putting my face into a retina machine at yeah. the airport every two weeks, guys. I think uh, we can give up on this, you know, secrecy thing. <laughs> good point. Right. Good you have a Facebook account? Don't worry. They know everything about you. They, so does Poot. Yeah. <laughs> so does Poot. <laughs> all right. So, Michigan and Texas A&M. Oh, no. Michigan and Texas A&M, we were survive the scare um but hey listen if you want to win this tournament you got to survive some scares i brought up the philadelphia eagles big man you know you guys survived the atlanta falcon game julio jones slips in the end zone could have been completely different and after you just kicked the crap out of everybody after if you're going to win this tournament you're either a going to have to come back from like a 14 point deficit at some point you're going to have to dig down deep and, and find a way and that's what Michigan did. They dug down deep. They found a way. They're lucky as hell the, the shot went in. <laughs> and they're lucky as hell the kid on Houston missed uh, Davis. missed both free throws. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. You know, some people are down on Michigan because of the scare. I think the fact is Michigan really didn't play all that well. Uh, Mo Wagner got into foul trouble. Uh, their three ball really wasn't falling. So, you know, I think this Texas A&M-Michigan game is going to come right down to the wire, but I think Michigan's going to win. Yeah, I, I kind of am kind of thinking that myself, though. I do think Texas A&M is a, a really interesting matchup. They played real well, and they could give uh, Michigan some real problems uh, in the front court just because, look, let's be honest. I mean, Mo Wagner's not a bang uh, banger kind of kid down low. He's going to go out in the perimeter and kind of play on that area. But, you know, I, I am impressed, though, this year, Gabe, by Michigan's ability against some bigs. You remember against Purdue, they played very well against uh, Isaac Haas. Beat Michigan State twice. Beat Michigan. People said, oh, Michigan State's physicality in the paint and stuff. Michigan, because they can hit their outside shots. They're a little bit tougher right now, at least, than they have been in past years. But you're right. They're they're no threat in the paint, Michigan. That's a problem. 
the one, and I kind of mentioned this when we talked about uh, Gonzaga, they're going to have four or five days here to prepare for this game, which is big because you, you can kind of work on what you want to work on as far as their bigs and stuff. If this was like a day after the first day, I think this would be a real tough uh, game for Michigan. But I think they'll find a way. Their guards have been really good. Rockmont's been fantastic. They're going to have to make free throws because every game they go into, that's a concern. They're not good at the line, uh, and that's a concern every game. But I think they'll find a way. And then can they find a way against Gonzaga? They can. Let's be yep. real, though, as well. Let's bring it up, guys. Uh, Michigan didn't play for 11 days. Right, that, yep. you know that was the longest that they've gone without playing. They they got past that Montana. They never yep. really were in a rhythm though in either game. It was sort of you know choppy and stunty, but they did enough to get through. Michigan State's out. I think now yeah. exactly yeah, like a lot of those. Yeah, they, Ohio they, State got they talk about the rest. Yeah, yeah, but I don't so think much. they want to do that again. No, they do. Yeah, I don't think they want to do that again. See, Even though. I don't know. I think it's going to work out for Michigan, to be honest with you. But we'll cut cut them a little bit of slack uh, right there. So uh, let's move on, Cam, to uh, to Friday. Yeah, Friday's card there, big man. You know what? I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I love the way West Virginia's played. I know it's Marshall. But these guys look dangerous to me, big man. I know a couple people that are respect in the capping world have futures on these guys. I was just telling Marenzi, though, damn, I'm looking at all these other teams. Like, getting Villanova, that's going to be tough for these guys with the Wildcats. They're laying five and a half. But I really like what Bob Hunt and West Virginia have done in this tournament. Big total, 154.5. This one could be a track meet. Yeah, I, I guess with me for West Virginia, and for, for betting a future on them, it's tough just because they're truly the one team in this tournament where if their press isn't working, they're going to get shredded. And this is the last team, Villanova, you want to face uh, if you run presses and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think Jalen Brunson will be able to diagnose this fairly easily. Uh, this is a bad matchup. You're right. This is the only team you don't want to face. Uh, Villanova, when they get going offensively, they're the best by far in the tournament uh, offensively. I think they'll just eat that press apart personally. They're the team to beat. I, I yeah. think Villanova to win the tournament before the tournament started. I'll stand by that uh, right now. I think it's going to be Michigan versus Villanova uh, in the final. We've got uh, Clemson and Kansas, and I've been making a lot of money with this uh, Clemson and uh, with this uh, Kansas team. And Clemson actually yep. was on against Auburn the other <laughs> night, but um, with, with Kansas, nobody believes in Kansas, and they're always underpriced. To me, it was criminal and comical actually that West Virginia were favorites against them in the Big Twelve uh, championship game. We cashed that ticket, so now we get Kansas here laying four and a half to uh, to Clemson. I think it's another manageable, winnable game for the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, big man. Yeah, this is a team I bet on before the season to win the tournament at 14-1, and I, I really like this matchup for them. I think this line should be more like 6.5 instead of 4.5. Guard-wise, Malik Newman's playing great right now, and as of week back, is huge. With him in the, the game, if he didn't play against Seton Hall, I don't think they would have won that game. Uh, as of week it was big, 10.7 boards. Uh, but you still look Angel Dagata at a real nice game. But without as a weekend, they don't win that game. With him back, uh, they're as good as anybody. What do you think about, like, Syracuse in the zone? Hey, it's nice. And these guys, every single year, big man, they surprise. They get, oh, Syracuse, why are they in the tournament? Then they go on this run, and I know they play that style, but it's a whole different animal. When we watch Michigan State play, these guys couldn't hit, throw it in the ocean. They couldn't hit anything. And as for Duke, when they get hot, it's going to be absolutely lights out. I know 11 and a half is a lot of points, and we're talking about a lot of favorites, boys, but Syracuse against Duke, I think this Syracuse, might be a blowout. In that zone, obviously you got to be able to hit the three, too, but 
but if you got a big man you can just sort of lob yep. it into over the middle of the zone, yep. it's They're a double. problem. And Duke have both options yes. with the three ball and uh, with Bagley inside. It's 11 and a half points. I mean, it beat them by 16 in the regular season, big man. But Syracuse just always have that tournament magic, don't they? Yeah, this is a different team. They're way different. And Dolajai's playing well and Brissett's playing well, who are bigs. And I got to disagree with you guys for the first time. I think Syracuse can win this game. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. Uh, I think they're playing at an unbelievable level right now. Uh, Jim Beheim, we could argue, look, you can like him, not like him personally. I get that. I'm not sure there's a better coach in the country in the tournament than this guy. I mean, he. Listen, Duke to me no, is a little. Yeah. Flaky. I've, been, I've been saying all year there's something missing about them. I don't know what it is. You notice in big games, uh, big man, Grayson Allen isn't that deadly assassin. Um, you know, they don't feed Bagley, it seems. They don't have that sort of, all right, just, you know, give it to Bagley constantly down the stretch. Yeah, they've they, crumbled in tight games this yeah, year. Yeah, and, they, you know, they don't play in a lot of close games, but the ones that they have played in, they've sort of struggled in. And, you know, they're not – this isn't the best shooting Duke team of all time either. You know, it's it's one of these deals, man, where it's like, yeah, it seems like Syracuse loses, but 11 and a half points, yeah, a lot of points, man. I think the best play is probably the under, 133 and a half. I think with both teams, they've really kind of put a lot into defense. Duke, obviously, with their zone, they're running now themselves. Uh, I think this is kind of a similar game to the game we just saw with Michigan State. Syracuse is the best team left in this tournament defensively uh, they're long they're athletic it's probably the best defense he's had uh there they need to make sure they rebound the basketball because duke is really good on the boards of those two big guys but i think the under is the best play probably i think it's like a first to 65 will win what about purdue without haas again i think they could do it again against texas tech their big man uh, laying this is a real tight spread minus one and a half 138 and a half in this one yeah, it's interesting because I read today that they went to the uh, engineering department at Purdue to make some sort of brace for yeah. Isaac Haas to be ready for this game. I, I think he can be more of a liability, really. Well, Purdue, uh, Purdue is an engineering school, yeah, that's right? Smart. If, anyone, uh, <laughs> that's the best. if anyone can put it together, it's those drunk boilermakers. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I mean, they're, they're a good basketball team, but without – Haas, I think they're going to really struggle. They got by Butler because Butler couldn't exploit uh, the bigs, uh, big being out. But Texas Tech's a lot more physical. They're a lot more athletic, and they're really tough defensively. I think the end of the road here is for Purdue. Texas Tech will beat them. I think this is one of the better games on the board. I just think without Haas, this is really where it's going to bother them. Uh, and if he plays, I think it will only be a liability. I don't see any way he's healthy. I wasn't a big believer in either one of these teams yeah. coming into the tournament, to be honest with you. But you know, yeah, you one, know, of the, like, one of them is moving, moving on, on to the exactly. Elite Eight here. Um, you know, Matt Painter's had his problems. He usually hits the wall right around now, big man, in, in this tournament. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. But he's got the injury. Uh, you know, he's got the injury excuse, but... It's not like the kid's coming in. I mean, they're replacing one big uh, blonde dude the other, with another no, big blonde and, dude. And his defense is better than Haas's defense. He's aggressive defensively. Yes. He's only going to give you about six, ten points yep. uh, on offense. Problem. You know, That's the problem for me because with Haas in the game, he immediately is the first person you have to worry about. With, with Harms, you don't necessarily have to yeah. worry about him offensively. And what Texas Tech can do could say, you know what, we're not worried about him. We'll put him in one-on-one -one coverage and basically just lock out down on these shooters on the perimeter, I think Purdue will have a lot of trouble scoring in this game.
Yeah, this is where legends are made, though, big man, this time of the year, man. Haas is out, yeah. Burns is in. That's the way it works, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. It could definitely be his coming out party, but um, even if he does have a game, let's say he puts 17 in, I'm not sure that t- produce, produce guards will be able to do a ton either. Texas Tech is really good on defense. They're really, really good. So I, I think it should be the end of the road. I think you're getting kind of a – Getting points here with Texas Tech, you're getting points with the better team right now. I'm looking at the future odds, and I'm not a massive fan of these futures because I always find you can make more money, more money rolling it over in these tournament formats. Uh, but, you know, we say before, look, some books had Michigan as 10-1 to 1 right before the tournament started. We told everyone to take them at 80-1 to 1, like last month, but uh, they were 10-1. to 1. Now they're 8-1, to 1, so nothing's really changed no, no all that much. And I'm looking at the updated odds right now. It actually surprises me, big man. Duke is favored to win it all now at plus 325. And I remember before the year started, you actually liked Duke. Uh, you thought Duke uh, could win it all. Duke, and I think it was 5-1 to one only then, and that's plus 325 right now. So, well, actually, you know, uh, Gabe, uh, me and Donnie, we actually bet – I actually got some info that Marvin Bagley was going to uh, Duke, and I bet it the night before, and I got 10-1. to one. Him and I oh, both nice. got 10-1. to one. And, nice. you know, yeah, it ended up working out, and they're, you know, obviously the favorite at this point. But, you know, I'd look around for Michigan. Gabe, they're not winning. Bet online – well, you can get ten to one though on them if if you're interested. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm saying Duke's I mean, not winning. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they're in the tough part of the bracket. If, I wish they were up in that South region, for to be honest. But Villanova, uh, so Duke's plus three. Let me just rattle off. We'll get your pick. We have two yeah. minutes here. So Duke's plus three twenty-five. Sure. Villanova's plus four hundred. That's the one to catch my eye. It's not bad. Still four to one right now for them. Kentucky seven to one. Gonzaga plus seven fifty. Michigan eight to one. Kansas eight to one. Purdue thirteen to one. West Virginia fifteen to one. Texas Tech twenty to one. Texas A and M twenty five to one. Nevada twenty five to one. Clemson twenty five to one. K State twenty eight to one. Florida State thirty three to one. Loyola Chicago fifty to one. Syracuse are the biggest long shots at sixty to one. Sixty to one for the Cuse and big man thinks they can beat uh, Duke and then it would be hedge time. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good one. I, I actually don't I actually don't hate that one. I get sixty six to one at Bet Online for Syracuse, but. I got to tell you, with the top three that you mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of liking Kansas because if, if they face Duke in the Final Four, I think they can – or in the uh, – not the Final Four, the Elite Eight. They would face, yeah, Duke. Uh, I think they can beat Duke. I, I think they're the right kind of team. As of weekend, they can handle Bagley and those guys down there. The I'm thing is, Kansas. Kansas run into Villanova eventually. <sighs> you know, that that's the problem. You know, they they run into Villanova eventually. Like Michigan, if they can get past AM and Gonzaga, <laughs> or they get Kentucky. Exactly. More winnable know, game. Yeah, it's 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 a winnable it's it's sort of doable. I kinda want to avoid that side. I mean I already have Kansas anyway, so I'll kinda just let that ride. And I have Duke anyway as well. So I'll just kinda go with the other side. I'll go with uh I'll go with the Gonzaga Bulldogs at eight to one. I think with few he's a great game preparer. I think on that side of the bracket they're the best team left for sure. Um, Gonzaga, Kentucky would be fun. Villanova wins. You like Villanova? Villanova's going to cut down the nets. Big man on campus. Get him the 10,000. At Jeff Nadu. I'm at it, boys. I'm at it. You got me there. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Big man, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us. Thanks, folks. All right, big man on campus with us. Tony Sincata lurking around the corner. Lurking. I know he might step up in a minute or two. Looks like the systems are back up and running. Yes. Game time decision continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? 
or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things, just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Yeah. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Man, you've really changed. Like, you, you're just a totally different guy, Marenzi. Like, before, remember back when we were doing radio, you'd go to the machine, you're going to kill somebody, they stole, they stole your Twix bar, and you're eating junk all the time, chocolate donuts and all sorts of crazy stuff. Now, a crispy apple. Like, I, I was just like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, I just crushed an I, apple, I just, I just crushed a piece of fried chicken, and you're eating an apple. It's like, yeah, I got to get, get off this... Uh, Diet I'm on and get on what you're doing, man. This is a nice little shot of uh, shot of running, energy right you're, there. You're going to be running a marathon soon, buddy. No, <laughs> no, that, that's not happening. No, the closest <laughs> I'm going to be coming to running anywhere is watching our horse run tonight. Oh yes, probably around 6:45 or so, guys, or uh, no, 7:45. Yeah, the card opens around 6:30, and then uh, yeah, it, it's usually yeah, 7:45 Eastern. I'm all confused yeah. with time zones. Yeah, yeah, we're back in the Eastern zone now. I like. To, I got to be honest with you. That Pacific time zone is beautiful. What a beautiful Pacific way. time Games zone. End, East you time still zone. got the night. I'm betting on a British time zone. I never know. Like, and I, I didn't tell you the story actually, Cam. When we were in Vegas, because you know, we, you know, me and Cam, we were together at night a few times, but uh, it was it was the quite, first. Yeah, the first night was great. We were together the whole time, and the second, and then I disappeared. Uh, yeah, Cam while. disappeared a lot on this trip. So, <laughs> but I didn't tell you, right? So. Yeah. I don't know how. Remember the first morning, too? You're like, man, we were up till 6 a.m., but you were up at 8. We were, we were yeah, both at the yeah. book. Everything was fine. I called you. I'm like, hey, One man. hour sleep. We were up. No problem. But then ponies right in yeah. the morning. It's like, you no know, issue. So the next day, it was the same thing, Kim. So it was Friday morning, and I went hard on a Thursday night. Yep. So I woke up again. I was like, oh, God. And I knew it was early, so I look over. I'm like, all right, it's 7.30. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, I'm getting up early, at least in time for the games, even though I'm partying all night. So I'm sitting there, Kim. The stupid uh, clock, uh, the clock in uh, Circus Circus never changed times from the daylight time zone last week. Oh, that's (laughs) – they didn't touch any of their clocks. They're old-school cheap alarm clocks. They don't automate. They never change them. So, Cam, I was up, sitting there in my room, thinking that I had all kinds of time. So, basically, the game tipped off at 9 o'clock. It was really 10 o'clock. So, I walk in. I walk in to, to the sports book, and I think that it's 10 to 9. I think I'm cutting it close. And I'm like, oh, good. No, no line. <laughs> yeah, there's no line because the game already started. <laughs> Buddy sees me. I'm like, yeah, man, I want to bet on Providence. I say myself money, actually. Because yep. I'm like, I want to bet on Providence. And the guy looks at me like, oh, like, he's like, dude, Providence tipped off like an hour ago. He goes, it's nearly at the half. And I was like, what? I said, I've been sitting in my room awake for the last two hours, like waiting for, like, to come down. <laughs> That's my one complaint about Circus Circus. Sure, yeah, like, get, get with the change, program. Change your damn clocks, man. That's my one complaint. But what I, what I can't complain is... 
Man, we were pretty freaking loud in that room. We? And, and we pretty no, much, no, no, yeah. no offense, Biggie. Like, no offense. Like, you call we. I, I was so beat down from the night before when I f- fell down. No, I'm talking like, about the live show loud. Like, oh, people, like oh, that yeah. was insane. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're bringing it, man. No, no, dude. You, we had like 13 people in literally that Literally for three days straight, like, yeah, like you, you were, you were the guy, and there was Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, his crew, that all the other Michigan. No, guy I'm talking about had. the actual hotel room. Yeah, but no one complained. Yeah, the actual room itself. Oh yeah, it was loud in there, man. It was real loud. <laughs> like I got to say everything twice nah, to this guy now. Jacob Tutu, tell me twice. Yeah, it was loud in there. Yeah, Savransky was there. All the guys were there. Don Johnson. Everybody. Yeah, great times. Yeah, great, great times. So, yeah, as we were saying, our, our horse races tonight um, at the uh, Western Fairgrounds. Yep. Western Fairgrounds. It's in London, Ontario. Ontario. Yep, that's right. Yep, London, Ontario. Well, you can find it on, online. It's uh, westernfairdistrict.com, I believe is Good the, call. Uh, the yeah, name the, of the website. Throw the district in there. Exactly. Westernfairdistrict.com. And you can actually, Cam, you can actually bet. It's pretty cool, actually. Look, if uh, you go to the website. Yep. You can actually bet on the uh, on the site. Yeah, West, well, WesternDistrict.com Raceway. Yep. Videos and replays, results, sugar selections. Yeah. Home. All right. Oh, uh, that, okay. I see. What's going on. Yeah. So you don't need like an HBI or whatever the card. Like you can well, go let's there. See, okay, let's see throw, here. Throw let's it see. Down. Yeah, hey, here's our here's our new buddy, Sugar. Yeah, Sugar, Sugar, Shannon Doyle. It's his selections. We'll see if he likes us tonight. I hope he does. Uh, we'll check this in a second. <laughs> Where the hell is it with the with the betting card here? Tony Sincata, what's up, Tony? What's going on, man? Are you feeling it? Are you our excited? Ru- yeah, yeah. Our horse is running tonight. We very think- excited. Oh, here it is. Here it is. See, look, look. It says bet. Yep. Here it is. Okay, Tuesday's race. Tuesday's so so bet. bet. Oh yeah, so it takes you to HPI back. Yeah, okay. So you still got to sign up at the account. All right. I, I so, so basically, guys, yeah, we're racing at a track tonight. That's you're not going to be able to bet this at every sports book, which no. might not be a bad thing actually. It's actually a good thing because you guys move our numbers too much. Um, you can't bet it at all tracks. You can bet it like if you're in the United States and you have your standard, your sort of your horse racing account yes. uh, with the Horse Racing Network yep. or what is it? Uh, yeah, HGTV basically. But HGTV. Here, it's H- here it's HPI. If you have an HTV, yeah. HGTV so basically, account. if you have a horse account, if you're a horse player, you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, you shouldn't be betting on us. Uh, HPIBet.com uh, as well. You can check out. You can place uh, bets on the ponies over there for our track. Yeah, we're feeling good tonight, uh, Tony. I think uh, we expect good things. Like, basically, man, like if we can't, like, put it this way. Like, these horses are practically in wheelchairs we're racing yeah, against. like we're racing versus Mennonite horses. Like, yeah, like this is, you know, if we can't win, uh, you know, tonight, we got problems. Like, so this is kind of automatic tonight. You're feeling it? No, no, it's not. It's not automatic. No, it's not it's automatic. Part of this thing from automatic. It's just we're feeling it. And you know, a good way of putting it, we sort of, uh, and it's not quite big league pitching. We're going to AAA here almost, you know, but not really. The purse, basically, the purse is just a little, little lower, only by a little bit. But the track is further away, so a lot of the big trainers and a lot of the the, the scarier horses don't want to go all the way out there for the smaller purse. But uh, we'd rather right now. We're looking to be a big, uh, big fish in a, a small little pond. pond right? I, you know I what I'm saying? Big, this is uh, like uh, yeah, Oprah Winfrey at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I guess yeah, that's good. Play the Holiday Inn. That's, yeah. that's good, Tony. Thank you. Good. Thanks, thanks, Tony. We're talking racehorses, and you offend a woman. 
<laughs> she gets offended by staying at the Holiday Inn. She's the one with issues. Oprah, Oprah's not that heavy anymore either, Tony. I know, I know. You know why? I bet you. you weigh, weigh, weigh Watchers, Tony. You, you weigh more than she does. I bet. I know. I I, I will <laughs> gladly. How do you do that, Cam? You're a bigger guy. Would you like sleep with Oprah Winfrey? Oh yeah, I sl- I sleep with anyone. Um, yeah, Oprah definitely. <laughs> but I think Cam I would too. Okay, that is acceptable that you took the pot shot at her. Yeah. Yeah, Cam, would you will? Do you go by weight when you decide who gets on top? No, no, not really. I, I prefer, I prefer to I like how you ask him. I'm going to be honest with you, Tony. <laughs> I, it's just the way I like to roll. I like yeah. to be on. I, I like to be on top. Really? Uh, that's just my. That's my preferred position. I get down. I just, I, I just like to be on top. I feel there's more uh, control on top. It's, 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 it's a, be, it's a better zone for me. I, I want to be on top. Let, when you let her on top, it's a better view. I'm not sure it's it a better zone for her. No, no, yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Gabe. It's, uh, it's not too bad, man. I just got a vision of a scary website there, but Tony, maybe we can make some money off this. I like it. Yeah, like Cam, Cam Stewart, POV.com. <laughs> I'd be like George Costanza eating Rubens and rye and, and yeah. mustard in the bed. It'd be food porn. Uh, I yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, instead of strawberries yeah, I got and chocolate. crushing butter tarts, just flakes all over Cam, my Cam, face. Cam brings the, uh, the, uh, the butcher meats uh, to That's the table. Right. Yeah, I, I just, Cam Stewart, nothing gets me excited than a woman running mayonnaise down her chin. Exactly, <laughs> with, with a side with a side of pastrami. <laughs> I love you. You're the best, Tony. All right. Oh. So, see, our, our horse is running. Yep. In the sixth race tonight. How many ho- how many horses in the race? All right, we've got. Uh, uh, take a look here. Nine nine horses. Uh, it's always a big field these days. Uh, we we seem to catch you like at Western Fair. All right, so there's five to one. These are the horses. Five the horse Duke horses. the Duke of Zora oh, is five to one. Good name. Duke of Zora. Good name. Ace forty four Axeman. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's the seven to two. Conflict oh, that's, Diamond. Frilly horse. So listen, is a guitarist. We're uh, we're uh, we're in a three hole. That's a good hole. Aaron Byron. It's our first. Uh, we got a new barn. He's been sleeping. He's been hanging a new new with new horses. Fight our uh, obsession. Screw you. You know what? I'm I'm done being nice to these other people. Yeah, it's time so to win. Yeah, we've been we've been fleecing the horse industry for months. You're not our friends. For We're months. down. Yeah. And you know what's really sucks, Tony? Like we see how much our horse made and stuff. 2017. Now we should know we bought him at the back end of 2017. And he got hurt. He made twenty one thousand dollars last year. Yes. You know you know how much money he's made for us this year, Tony? Uh, negative. Five hundred and seventy-six dollars. Oh no, no, no! That's like that's what we got back. That's what, yeah. yeah that's like finishing right. four. So, like, basically, yeah. yeah. He better start winning, and like winning, we're tonight. broke. Like, we need top three tonight, Tony. Otherwise, like, man, no, no. I mean, we're gonna up you one. We need like, top, we need top, two, top tonight. two tonight. We need to win our second tonight. You know, this reminds me of the we're we're, we're desperate team, Tony. Like, this we're, reminds we're me of the whole kiss situation. Gene Simmons is worth three hundred million. Paul Stanley one hundred twenty-five million, and then Ace Frilly is only worth five hundred thousand. His net worth. Yeah, because Ace Freely's had the most fun. <laughs> Great point. Gene Simmons is a big jerk. He doesn't he spend is. his money. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. He's in town. He's, he's by Morency Studios today. Know what he's pimping? Uh, a marijuana company. We're going to be the CEO. Know what the funny thing is? Guy doesn't smoke or drink. Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons hung up on me once uh, on the radio in an interview. Yeah. 
You see, like, one of the only guests, actually, I think it's happened a couple of times, but it was one of the few, yeah. few. Gene Simmons, I got into him about the internet and uh, copyright and stuff, and he called me an idiot and hung up. And uh, I interviewed him person, too, and I got into it with him in person. I'm over yeah. to do it with Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons can go screw himself. Ace Freely was the coolest one in that band. That's why he doesn't have any money. He's the one partying it up. He's getting it done. It's like, uh, which, who's the richest one in Van Halen? David Lee out Roth. Of the, out of the four. No, not, no, no, not true. David Lee Roth. I've got more money than David Lee Roth. Actually, you've got more furniture than him, too. He's a minimalist. I didn't yeah, sleep on Dave. the floor. Yeah, but his dad was, his dad was the uh, head surgeon at Mass General, so he can always just wait for them to die. Yeah, they oh. probably cut him out, though, of the loop because they oh, knew, okay. they they know, have... yeah, they know <laughs> that he spent all the money on cocaine. Yeah, see, they might have cut him out, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. out of the band Van Halen, uh, the bassist, Michael Anthony, he's the oh, richest yes. one. Yeah, he's the richest one because, yeah, he invested his money. He bought, like, real estate in strip malls in Arizona and Los Angeles. So smart. Ahead of his time. And uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, bought uh, bought a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Alex uh, Alex Van Halen uh, bought a lot of lap dances and seemed to marry every stripper that he got a lap dance from. And uh, that's why they still have to tour. <laughs> it's, a cold, it's a cold world, Tony. Uh, David Lee Ross still got forty million lodged. Did you know in their the reunion tour that they pocketed ninety three million? People still pay to see these guys, which weren't very good on that tour. Good, good for him. Yep. I didn't see it, but I heard it was a train wreck. To be honest, yeah. oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> oh, the best. Yeah, the best part after the show, I seen the buses leaving. Right, so it's Alex, Eddie, and Eddie's son, uh, Wolfgang, on the bus, and David Lee had his own bus. They wouldn't even let him on the bus. Yeah, no, they didn't want to be around him. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's crazy? Like even hardcore Van Halen fans were like, "Yeah, that was pretty rough. Like it really was. It was brutal. It wasn't uh, wasn't great." So yeah, we got a lot. Of, we when we talk NBA, we'll blast through the NBA. But this uh, this match plays a big deal, Tony. Oh, yeah. I spent a couple hours today. I think there's some weak groups. Yeah, we're going to go through all the odds yeah. for each group. And uh, we'll, 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 get, we'll get winners from you guys uh, uh, here. A couple of guys catch my eye, my eye coming into this tournament. Tommy Fleetwood's uh, the guy, one of the guys that I like. I love Tommy Fleetwood. See, John, I think that's... John, John Rom's another one. Rom yeah, I think Tommy Fleetwood is one of those weak groups because Fleetwood does everything except win. And uh, I, I've got somebody else coming out of that group. Some interesting, oh. some interesting groups uh, that have been paired together, including Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kissner, Adam Hadwin, and uh, Weisberger. I like my burger burnt. Weisberger? Yeah, he's plus 480 in that group, too. Everyone's going to be all over Dustin Johnson. Uh, in that group, and Dustin Johnson is the favorite, plus 100, group one, plus 100. Adam Hadwin, a plus 320. Kevin Kisner, plus 380. Dangerous. Uh, Weisberger's plus 480. I don't know. I, I think Hadwin's the play at plus 320, but Kisner at plus 380 is uh, pretty attractive. Kevin, Kevin Kisner's a very dangerous golfer. Keeps it in play. That's the thing. You, you can rattle this guy's cage. If he gets a putter going, he's uh, hard to beat, but uh, I think DJ will make it through, though, Gabe. I hate to say uh, Are you buying into DJ, Tony? Yeah, I think he makes it out of this group as well. If I was going to bet one of those other guys, though, I would go with Hadwin over Kisner. What are you, are you eating steamed shrimp right now, Tony? A lot of breathing and moving going on. What's going on? <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> You're emotional. I had some H2O. 
<laughs> you got to do the show hydrated. Brett, I, ate an apple. I just I had like, an wow, apple drink. One of the very, things. very healthy. Was it green or red? It was red. Red one. It was okay, a yeah. Macintosh. Macintosh. I don't like those green, the green apple guys. Those guys, uh, somewhere wrong with them. Yeah, well, that's me. I like Granny Smith. That's why you got a problem, you got a problem with green problem apple? apple? You don't like yeah, I love green on, apples. Man. Green apples are the best. They're, they're so crunchy. I think they, they, last, they last longer than uh, red. Reds, reds get bruises too quick. An apple should be red. An apple should yeah, be. No, I, I, disagree. I disagree. It's like drinking a cherry Pepsi or something. Yeah, I prefer the original recipe, but I, you want to give me another drink? I don't buy the green apple. Uh, what, what's wrong with the Granny Smith? It's a green apple. So what are you saying? The people that eat green apples are a little uh, fruity, Tony? <laughs> no, they, they got to be different. Look at me. I've got a green apple. Yours is red. <laughs> 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 you think they're hipsters? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God! Cam, Cam is kind of a hipster. <laughs> if hipsters walk around with a uh, baggie full of fried chicken in it. <laughs>